Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Hello, everyone. We're here. Yeah. Except and, for Bruce. No oh, Bruce. Oh, no. No Bruce. Well, we don't know where he is, and we can't keep track of the guy. Yeah. So what are you going to do? But we're done with Fresh and Favorite. Oh. Disappointing. I think there's tears tears across the nation. Yeah. And not only because the Cubs lost, <laughs> which we're sad for. We are. Really are. Yeah. Uh, unless you're... A Cleveland fan. I don't know any of them. But, to me, uh, you can't lose in this World Series. Oh, They've both been deprived for oh, so long. Oh. Was it 95, the rally caps on the tribe, and they couldn't yeah, pull it off? Yeah. It was, there was sadness. Alomar, Roberto Alomar, yes. same? I can't remember. Yes. Oh, man. But if you're a Cubs fan out there, we, we empathize with you. I'm not one, but... Bill's from Wisconsin. So We're close. He, my brothers are. He's so close. And some of my best friends are Cubs fans. And I'm a Diamondbacks fan, and I feel like that's almost – that we're starting our 100 years. Yes. So <laughs> yes. just know that we're, we're right there in the heart of it. Um, so we're starting a new series, The Cure and Parents. Yes. So this, this book um, is so exciting because we wrote it not just – for the, the normal reasons you might write uh, a parenting book, but we wrote it for parents. Mm-hmm. So we want to tell you all about that, and we want to tell you what we want to do with this podcast series. But I, we thought the best way to do that would be to just read the introduction. So I'm going to read what John wrote here in the introduction. Um, it says, Some parenting books are written to buy time until your kids get old enough to reason with you. This is not that book. Some are written to help you get your kids on board, fix their attitudes, and compel them to behave better. This is not that book. Some are designed to help you keep your kids from embarrassing you in public. This is not that book. Some are filled with techniques and formulas so that you can gain the upper hand in battles with your kids. This is most certainly not that book. This book is much more about us, the parents. There is a cruel joke that somehow slipped in under the door. It goes like this. These children we waited and longed for have now become our opponents. Opponents we love, but ones we now have to manage. It's not supposed to be this way. God gave us children to enjoy endlessly, and for them to be able to enjoy us for an entire lifetime. Mm. That's why we wrote this book, to learn how to earn our children's trust so that we can receive the wonderfully transformative privilege of giving our children love, teaching them truth, and providing them guidance. When we discover the truth of this next statement, nearly everything begins to change in the way we parent. Because God's primary goal is earning my trust so he can love me and increasingly mature me, correct my behavior, and free my life. I will attempt to offer the same for my child. God has done endlessly more than enough to have earned my trust. But he knows until I actually practically trust him, very little he desires for me will come to pass. My lack of trust comes from my fear of trust, not his worthiness to be trusted. So because he loves me so deeply, he continually reveals himself as trustworthy, breaking down my fears and walls of self-preservation. And as I grow to trust the perfectly trustworthy one, I heal, I mature, I become free. Hmm. It's why David called out, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good in Psalm 34, 8. Hmm. He was saying, when you are able to see him accurately and trust his intentions for you, oh, what a marvelous life you will have with him. Hmm. So this has been God's means for my maturity all along. And as I begin to understand it for me, it becomes the means for my help to my children and so that they can mature. 
Maturity and lasting behavior change do not happen by coercion or technique in my children or in me. I can have very little meaningful impact upon my children until they begin to trust my influence. I can give them knowledge. I can offer them information. To some extent, especially when they are younger, I may even be able to leverage their behaviors. <laughs> But little of that brings meaningful life transfer transforming influence. Until I believe this, I will be tempted to parent by technique-driven formulas to affect mm. something that looks like a change in my children. And we have so much more to offer them. We get to give our kids the best of us, earning permission to influence them, mature them, know them, give guidance to them, protect them, love them, free them, and show them a magnificent God and an authentic life that will hold up for their entire lifetime. Mm. We get to authentically and vulnerably know them. They get to watch us trusting God. They watch us mature and heal and become freer. They experience us growing to trust them with our issues. They get to enjoy, instead of maneuvering around, the very ones who have loved them most. We get to live, leave an indelible relational mark mm. that they won't want to ever shake. Mm. Wow. Amen. Mm. Amen. David, tell us how these questions became what they are, and, and uh, let's, let's dig into one. So we know that as parents, you have all kinds of questions, but we also know that these can be questions about, you know, the, the, the things in life that, that are, are messing you with you in the day, or how do I get my children to do this? But we want to make sure that we answer every question that comes in from you Um, from the standpoint of how do we build trust with our children. And so we had the idea, let's just ask. Let's ask what questions are going on out there and then what questions out there are most people asking. So we just had them like those on Facebook and on Twitter. And so we have already a few of those questions that we're going to answer from Um, they were winners. They yeah, got the most votes. They got the most yeah. votes. And so that means that the most people are saying, yes, we have that question. And so we're going to answer from them from this side of things. Um, but we just want to let you know that already you can have the Cure and Parents in your hand, um, except in an e-format. <laughs> uh, so it's available on Kindle and iBooks. It's av available on Audible uh, as an audiobook. And we have a fantastic reader yes. who did that for us. She's so good. Yes. Um, so If you would like to kind of follow along with what we're going to be doing in the book, do that. The books and the, are coming. The print books will be um, will be out soon in the next couple of weeks. But go ahead and get a copy, an e-copy. Um, and we're going to launch into one of these questions that was asked. Let me read the question. Um, this is a wonderful question. Uh, all three of these questions that we'll get to are this, this first one we're going to handle. How do you parent grace-based and communicate the difference between punishment and and discipline to a child who sees and experiences a punitive approach all around them in the educational system, in church, in society? Wow. not a great question. Great question. Yeah. Uh, thank you um, for the question. Uh, what I wanted to start with was just to kind of affirm the questioner uh, because they're in the question making an incredible distinction between punishment and discipline. And um, that is lost in so many arenas. Um, discipline has to do with the directing of the child into their life purpose. Punishment has to do with change in behavior. 
Well, and, and getting even. And, and getting and, even. Yeah. Or, or doing something out of anger yes. or whatever. And and so that as as we hear this question, what's so interesting is another affirm, affirmation to the questioner. They see the distinction in society. Mm-hmm. And, and so part of our answer is this. In your home, in that place where you have this great influence on the child, make sure they are understanding the solution to their life is not better behavior or the penalty of their life is wrong behavior being punished, Mm. but that they are learning that you as a parent see them from God as a gift significant and that there is a incredibly eternal purpose to their life. Mm. And discipline by you as a parent guides them into that eternal purpose. That Those distinctions in this question are incredible. Uh, go ahead, Sean. You were going to... Well, I was thinking, too, it, it starts with a parent facing their shame. Uh, you know, that sounds like you want me to mature. Uh, <laughs> no, no, certainly not. Bait and switch. Uh, but it's a uh, profound thing when a parent is able to start healing from unresolved issues so that I no longer am demanding that my child represent me flawlessly in society. Amen. Uh, uh-huh. it, it, otherwise, I'm going to have to uh, punish them because yeah. they're making me look bad. Right. Yeah. But when I can convey to them in my response to their failure in their respond in my response to how they go through life and convince their hearts that I know that they're not there to perform for me, mm-hmm. but that I'm there to protect them mm-hmm. and help release them, correct them, mature them, and love them. They get it, even yeah. though there's this strong and I get to tell them this is not the world you're gonna often see out there, but this we can do. Mm-hmm. This this I can do as a parent to where the child says Wait, in my growing up at home, I was never punished. Mm. Never was there a getting even. Never was there a, a parent winning because they could. Mm. I was being disciplined f- for the purpose of being loved, released, corrected, uh, and and to, to mature. Mm. It, it kind of it pushes the standard of burden. We often, I think, effectively work with our children like if they don't behave right, then they're not meeting the standard. Therefore, as parents, because somehow we are meeting the standard of knowing that they're wrong, (laughs) now we are going to inflict upon them just how wrong they are when we could never live up to the standard anyway. So and it, when it changes the burden, what it does is this is not exactly a one-liner from Bill, but this is close is it's almost never as important the behavior of the child in the moment as how the parent responds to the child's behavior mm-hmm. in the moment. Amen. Because we are the ones who understand that loving them into who they are is not about that they will meet the rule or that they will always get it right. It's about building on are we trustworthy? Can we trust God for the hard moments? Can we trust each other in the hard moments? Can we be honest? Can we not lie to each other? Can we see the long view? So I I catch this line that is in the book, it's less important that anything gets fixed than that nothing has to be hidden. And so when I think about that, this is a your one-liner, Bill. If there isn't a difference between me telling on myself mm. and getting caught, guess which one I will do? Mm-hmm. And, Try and, and catch me. Yes, <laughs> that's right. So, so this 
beautiful when the parent realizes, oh, this is about me learning to create a place of safety where my child is responded to differently if they know the Mm. goal is, you know what, I'm going to tell you what I did. I'm going to tell you what I'm intending to do. Then then life starts to happen. So that starting point of a conviction with parents to want to parent that way, Mm -hmm. it's scary because your kids don't always look good and they don't they don't play well uh, it, always, but for them to be convinced of that, it it allows them to not get sick. And, and you know, one of the realities in this question is this reality: um, we have a lie in culture that fear will, in fact, change for yes. the better behavior. Yes. Therefore, the fear of punishment is will it? cause me to be less bad. Mm -hmm. And all of these programs over this last multiple number of years with prisoners who are rotten as the core coming to these other new prisoners telling them it doesn't change anything. Because fear cannot love but love can. Mm -hmm. See, the the, the thing that drives punishment is fear, but the thing that drives discipline is love. So in our home, we get to love the child, but we tell them that out there they're going to be punished because people are driven by fear there, mm. but we're not driven by fear. And we will try to protect them as much as we can it, it, out there, exactly. but we won't always be able to. Right. Oh, that's such a good answer to this question. And, and throughout the book, what we tried to do is we try to answer these kinds of questions in a format similar to what we did in The Cure. Um, we're, we're going through the story of a family called the Clausens who are going on vacation up the coast, up the West Coast. And then in every episode, we do an inside the episode where we teach and we do a lot of these wonderful truths that Bill and, and John just shared with us about this is how we get to do this. This is how we get to see this. This is this how is we get to fun. protect our children. So not only is it full of truth, it's it really is a fun story that lets you jump in and see yourself in it. So it's a quick read, but it's so it's so deep with truth that you're going to want to keep it on hand. And we're just journey with us on this podcast as we keep trying to um, invite you in with questions, but also as we kind of guide you through the book. Have your friends that um, maybe that will get to read the book, invite them to come along in this podcast. Absolutely. It, it really will be, uh, I, I hope, we hope, a profound time to uh, turn around the way we've looked at parenting and not how do I manage my children and how do I, these ones who have now become my enemy to have to uh, play and work, instead, no, I get, this is what I was made for, mm. to get to be their parent who is trusted, who is so trusted. So it demands um, that I will see them differently at the cost sometimes of of them not looking uh, perfect external behavior. Mm. Amen. See you next time on the True Face Podcast. And Thank you, guys. Parents. Great question.